And you may find yourself sitting by a personal computer. And you may find yourself idly surfing the web. And you may find yourself stumbling across a strange website. And you may find yourself listening to an odd podcast. And you may think to yourself, My God, what have I done? Forum 4, 44. House. Oh. <laughs> Nobody joined in. I feel really silly now. <laughs> uh, bingo, there's a game. Right, anyway, hello, I'm Crumbly. I'm fake Keith. I'm Adam. And I am the real Keith. Anyway, it's all the fours, podcast number 44. Woo! Woohoo! <laughs> Woohoo! That's right, that's real Keith's age, and he's all excited. <laughs> and my age as well. Is it your age as well? Yes, it is. God, you're old. I know. <laughs> so are you. Same decade as me now. Narrowly averting this down will slide into oblivion and dribbling. Anyway, it's <laughs> it's over to the news with El Presidente. Two news. A whole new load of producers have been added on to Series 5, 2010 series, the Matt Smith series, whatever you want to call it. We have Tracy Simpson, who produced Plant of the Dead. Mm -hmm. You hear Tracy, you see Lisa. Depends whether she's got spiky hair or not. Uh, Mm. Right. (laughs) We lost him. Sorry. Uh, Peter Bennett, who is producing the upcoming uh, Torchwood, their producers. And third is Beth Willis. She's producing Ashes to Ashes, isn't she? Mm, well. Yes. She's executive producer, Ooh. apparently. There's lots of producers. You've got... Well, that is, yeah. Stephen Moffat, the Vast Toffee MN. The Vast Toffee MN. Piers Wenger. So that's, what, three executive producers, uh, two normal producers. I don't know how modern TV is structured these days, yeah. but it does seem to be an awful lot of producers. Yeah. You know. Well, it's, it's very Americanised, isn't yeah. it? You look at some of the, um, like, Stargate and Xena yeah. and all that, yeah. like, every other name seems to be a mm, producer. A producer. Hmm. Hmm. Usually it's because it's an actor who wants to have a go at something ill. So we'll see. Hopefully, I mean, they're too top-heavy, but it's probably the sort of programme that needs That's... a lot of people to uh, organise. Well, well, yeah. Having said that, it doesn't seem to have done the previous four seasons any harm. No. Nope. The amount of producers they've got on it. They had a few. Something not quite as brilliant as Doctor Who. All oh, right. Red Dwarf. Okay. You'll hear our opinions of Back to mm, Earth later. Yeah, later in, in, it, show, in its yes. day, it was, but... Yeah. Anyway. anyway. Return of the Cult sci-fi comedy uh, pulled in the highest ratings ever for digital channel Dave over mm, Easter. Yeah. Which it was, it was always going to... Um, yeah. Back to Earth Part 1 had 2 million viewers, although by the time they got to Part 3, they'd lost nearly half their audience. It was down to 1.3 million, mm. with Part 2 
bringing in 1.7 million. The figures state that a further 342,000 watched on the, the Dave Javu, the um, one hour later, later yeah. channel. And another 226 people recorded it and watched it afterwards. Ooh. <clears throat> how, do they, how do they know you're recording it? How do they know you're watching it? Mm, this yeah. is true. I mean, your TV <laughs> is turned to that channel, so... Hmm. I think they use a control group, don't they, with special yeah, boxes? Yeah, they use a control group and they then multiply it, do, mm. do a mathematical formula. Yeah. So statistics. they make it up? Well, they do a projection of the expected um, yeah. Yeah, viewing figures. They make it they up. They make it up, All yes. right. <laughs> All right, David Bowie, <laughs> Ashes to Ashes. Yes, it we're starts... missing that. Yeah, we'll have I, you I'd know. like to yes. point out this we're missing it to, re- to record this. We're recording. Yeah, we're recording uh, Ashes to Ashes so we can record this. We're not. We forgot. Yep. Oh, <laughs> something. Yes, I Mm-hmm. At the time of recording of this very podcast on the 20th of April, Ashes to Ashes returns to our screens. Woohoo! Oh dear, it's where leg warmers are cool and fluorescent is the <laughs> colour of choice. Yeah, the Gene Genie, he's back, policing the streets with his politically incorrect and loudmouth style. <laughs> and his sparring partner, Alex Drake, by his side, trying to keep him in line. Uh, well, basically, it's uh, a year after the, pre- the uh, previous events of Ashes to Ashes. Mm. And, um, well, the question is, yeah, can Alex Drake get back to her daughter back in, 90, uh, back in 2000 and... Uh, 2008. I doubt it. There's, I think there's already talk of a third season. Yes, that's right. I've it's heard, yes. I've heard mm. this. Yeah. I'm I surprised. I thought they'd ended after yeah. two, given yeah. life on Mars. Yeah. Mm. But do, they, do they still have Phil Glenister? I apparently, they'd have to. Apparently, yeah. it's come straight from the horse's mouth from uh, Philip Glenister. You know, from F- Philip Glenister himself. Oh, well. Well, because uh, I did hear a rumour that he walked off, wanted to walk after two seasons, but if he's He probably wanted to go after demons. Demons, until he actually <laughs> tried it. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, if demons had been it. a success, he might it have wanted to done. stay with that. And the question in this series, while well, Jean Hunt saved um, Alex, Alex Drake's younger self from the mm. car bomb that killed her parents, can she ever trust him enough? What's I mean, real, what isn't? Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, as she starts, as she, as she struggles to stay alive long enough to find a way home, it seems that she needs him more and more. Well, the question I have to ask is, will the clown be in it? Because uh, now we know who yeah. the clown yeah. is. I don't mm. think he will be. Exactly. Unless they think I'm a new baddie oh, for the They're going to have a new bogeyman. Mm. Yeah. It's going it... to be Zippy from Rainbow. <laughs> no, that would be good. That would, I, I would have liked, Zippy or George. Zippy. Bungle, and he <laughs> keeps taking his head off at it, the end. It, it had the same... If it was Zippy or Bungle, it would have the same sinister aspect mm. as the test card girl. Because mm. I found yeah. her very, very sinister something, in the first season. Something apparently very sweet and very innocuous yeah, can be yeah. full of menace. I, I mm. found her creepy when she was on originally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eyes followed you around the room. I know. <laughs> I'm not sure they're going down that route to something. I think it's something a little more real yeah. for her to... Uh, ah, mm, but zippy. yet not quite there. There, yes, <laughs> yeah. very much not quite there. Uh-huh. And you're never going to see your daughter again. Dollhouse. Oh, yes! Mm. Oh, yes I've yes, still yes. yet to see any of this, but... The unlucky 13th episode. Mm-hmm. Mm. Fox TV are not showing episode 13. Mm. Why? Initially, people thought this would be... Because they cancelled it. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But they probably have. They haven't actually said that yet. But what the real reason is, is that they have actually done 14 episodes in all. Ah. But the first episode was completely destroyed when Fox TV didn't like it. So they cannibalised bits ah. of that mm-hmm. for later episodes. So Fox TV actually got 13 episodes, but there's only 12 of them to show. Okay. And Fox, the arm which is producing this, creating it, separate to the TV arm, needs 13 episodes for the DVD and for international markets. God. It's confusing <laughs> as hell. Mm, but apparently yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean bad things, but people this side of the pond will mm. probably see episode 13 when people in America won't. Mm. On TV, at least. And apparently it is 
a rather weird one where it's set sometime in the future after the series completely. A bit like Sleepy and Light and looking back on Dollhouse from mm. afar. Sounds quite interesting. Intriguing. I, I, it's, yeah. it's one I, I want to want to catch because... It's on I, shortly, isn't it? Yeah, it, they're, they're running trailers for on the Sci-Fi Channel UK Sippy. at the moment. Sorry. Well, no, no, it's still <laughs> Sci-Fi. It's still Sci-Fi <laughs> Channel UK. True. At the mm. moment, so. stick with it. The first three yeah. aren't great, and they're also running trailers for Night Rider, but I'm not quite as interested. Oh, in really bother with that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. My turn. Oh no. <laughs> Primeval. Oh, no. Movie. You said that far too quickly. I'm oh, sorry. I'll do that again. Primeval may be struggling in the ratings, but uh, Mm. there's possibly it could be a a big screen version on the way. Uh, It's reported that the company behind Primeval, Impossible Pictures, has teamed up with the Warner Brothers film studio to turn Primeval into a a Hollywood big blockbuster movie. Mm. At the moment, it's I think the ink has only dried on the paperwork, so there's yeah. no actual names attached. No, no, but so you don't know what cast it is. But it, it's more than likely that they're not going to be using anybody from the TV series because yeah. they're all relatively unknown. And British, mm. and, and as you said, British. <laughs> yeah. We should point out at this moment that Crumbly is in mourning. Yes, I'm in mourning for Professor Cutter. Yes, the slowest death ever. <laughs> 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 worth, worthy of Alan Rickman in. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Hadn't uh, even got Owl half the way out before over he went. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I yeah. think we should have a moment. Sadness. You mustn't speak ill of the dead, even if it's only the pretend dead. Yeah, well, this this is is TV sci-fi, so he may yeah he may be dead, but he when he was cloned in that very episode, yeah, the episode he was cloned. He was cloned. He was cloned in the episode we saw. I'm spotting an out. Both of them died, the clone and the original, but horribly. One got blew up and one got blown up and shot. So we didn't have a final scene of another clone wandering no, off. No, 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 we didn't have a no, no. final scene of another clone. I'm afraid me and the missus aren't up enough on Primeval to comment. call me the missus? Yes. <laughs> Don't worry, it's going to be cut. So, so I, I, you'll probably cut it yourself. Well, yes, yeah. I will cut it yourself Savage. if you're not careful. <laughs> oh dear, this is the story of John Wayne Bobbitt. <laughs> <laughs> The International Space Station. He's doing his own podcast in the corner again. Right, NASA has chosen a very fair way oh. of naming Node Three. Node oh, is, is the runaway it... winning name? Yes. Was Serenity? Yes. But so naturally enough, they've decided to call it Tranquility, which was the eighth favourite name. Uh. Uh, <laughs> Robert Colbert apparently um, got his audience to ring in Steven. and vote for the name Colbert. Stephen! 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 Sorry? Stephen Colbert, not Robert. Did I say Robert? You said Robert. I'll start that again. Okay. 
Stephen Colbert of the Colbert Report apparently got his audience to ring in and vote for Colbert, but yeah. NASA said mm. they don't name <laughs> hardware after actual people, yeah. so they're going to let him. Uh, they're going to name a treadmill after yeah. him. It? Yeah. It? The combined operational load-bearing external Dinner resistance, resistance treadmill. treadmill, Colbert. Yeah, <laughs> which was which is so cool for him. Yeah, but the thing- why the heck did they have this vote if they were just going to mm. choose the name they wanted anyway? Apparently, NASA spokesman Mike Curie said. We don't typically name US space station hardware after living people, and this is no exception. We have invited Stephen to Florida for the launch of Colbert and to Houston to try the version of the treadmill that astronauts train on. Wow. <laughs> you need to put traps down. You do. Yeah, you do I know. Need John tra- Major, Major traps. traps. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, I mean, serenity is not living people. I mean, it's no. Fictive, you know, the- I think the problem is they, uh, if they didn't do Colbert as the winner and they went mm. the runner-up, which was Serenity, yeah. then people would complain. It's just the brown coats that, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, all, well, it was just it was the, the Star Trek, uh, the Trekkies. They've got Enterprise. Mm. You know, yeah. Come on. Yeah. It's a bit of fun. Yeah. But if it weren't for Colbert, it they probably would have accepted serenity. it. But yeah. if they discounted Colbert because he got all his supporters to, to vote, mm. then they have to discount Oof. Serenity because all those supporters voted. I'm narked. I am narked. Hopefully yeah. they do something better with the name Serenity, a spacecraft. Yeah, yeah, maybe. True. yeah, yeah. That, perhaps that's what they've got up their sleeve. Maybe. Well, we can all just... go on and cheer the naming mm, of a shuttle. Serenity. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, I mean, they've got a new shuttle in the pipeline anyway, so... Yeah. Some fantasy news. There's a new uh, There's a new fantasy series being aired on BBC Radio 4 Ooh. on the 29th of April called Elven Quest. Ooh, okay. In which a fantasy novelist, with along with his dog, <laughs> is whisked away to a parallel universe by a dwarf, an elf and a warrior princess. So this is just yeah. one man and his dog fantasy edition. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 Oh <laughs> You're all so very rude. sick. <laughs> there they must battle against the evil Lord Darkness, played by Alistair McGowan. Evil mm. Lord Darkness? Yes. Original names. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yes, for the Sword of Asnagar. Or who, mm, yes. <laughs> They've taken various fantasy names yeah. and whacked them together. It's well, like that I, I, film I, about that dragon, Aragorn. I love Aragorn, crying yes. out loud. Yeah. <laughs> I just want an elven quest. That's a little bit too close to EverQuest. You know, yeah. Yeah. Sony's going to yeah. be walking in there. There are no dogs in EverQuest, so um, they're safe. Apparently, um, Elven Quest is written by Anil Gupta, who wrote Goodness Gracious Me, and um, and Richard Pinto, who did uh, Mutual Friends and the Armstrong and Miller Show. Oh, yeah. It stars Stephen Mangan as the uh, protagonist of the uh, series, Darren Boyd as Vidar the Elf Lord, Kevin Eldon as Dean the Dwarf. Mm. Dean the Dwarf. Dean the Dwarf, Dean yes. Awesome. Yep. Kevin Eldon. And Sophie Winkleman as Penthesilia, the warrior princess. It's not as catchy as Xena, <laughs> is it? No. <laughs> is she the one that was on Red Dwarf? So I th- yeah, that's right, yeah. Sophie yeah, Winkleman. Winkleman, yeah. yeah. yeah so and Dave Lamb as Amos the dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, a talking dog. Well, it's would be a talking dog once you arrive. Mm. It's either that or he's really peed off the producer and he spends his whole time in front of the microphone going, woof. Woof. Dom Messick. Eh? Like Dom Messick or Scooby Doo. Yeah, he actually spoke. Or Gaspo the Wonder Dog. Gaspo the Wonder Dog, yes. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> Any more news? Tonight is the um, London right. premiere of the uh, new Star Trek movie. Is it? Mm-hmm, yes. Yeah, it's very early. It's not out till, what, the 4th or the 5th? Anyway, that leads us neatly into Red Dwarf. The long-awaited return of Red Dwarf. And mm. anticipated. Mm, and yes, very much, much anticipated. So. Mm, yes. Happened <clears throat> over Easter with mm-hmm. Back to Earth, which uh-huh. they split into three parts. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
and having I've watched it twice now and vaguely watched it a third time and I'm sorry but I thought it was awful awful the first first episodes I spent thinking this isn't funny enough this isn't Red Dwarf what's going on the second episode after about 15 minutes I just wanted to get up and go and do something else I thought it was they it was as if they were reenacting a piece of fan fiction and because I was so disappointed with the second episode, the third episode could never have taken me high enough to think, yeah, OK, yeah. that was worth it. Even yeah. though the third episode was better. The third episode redeemed itself slightly, but it's mm-hmm. still no way a patch of Red Dwarf at its height. No, personally. no not, not Red Dwarf at its height, but I didn't think it was terrible. Oh, oh I did. It wasn't no, funny no, enough. I, mean, yeah, it I do agree with El Presidente, I mean... There, there <clears> were <throat> jokes. It did lack the laugh track. Mm, I think that the was the thing, track, yeah did make it feel a little barren mm. compared to... I don't know, I, I'm never really one for no. laugh tracks that are too obvious. If I usually find if something's funny... I, I will laugh by yeah. myself, I don't need the to be laugh told track, when I'm um, laughing. Well, it's not a laugh track in Frasier, it, it's filmed in front of an mm. audience, isn't it? But laugh sometimes, track. sometimes I find laugh tracks annoying, the best as way they're can, telling me when to laugh. Yeah, the yeah. best way can I can equate it to is the last laughter track in the first two seasons of MASH compared to MASH without the laughter track. Mm. Okay. Sometimes. I, yeah. I still know when to laugh. I still know yeah. when something's funny. I don't need... Yeah, but it gives um, an atmosphere. Mm, which... it's, uh, in, some, in some respects, but I, I still don't think it was very funny. Well, which is annoying because I really wanted to. <laughs> bearing in mind, I mean, ten years have passed since the end of the uh, final series and uh, yeah. Red Dwarf Back to Earth. I mean, obviously, sort of people's tastes do change. Yeah. And I think um, oh, Grant and Naylor did reflect that in the writing of the... Uh, well, but having... Doug Naylor, because Rob yeah. Grant isn't... Yeah, have, mm, having said right, that, yeah. I get the feeling Doug Naylor mm-hmm. has been writing Red Dwarf for what? When did it well, start? 20 years? Mm, yeah, 20 years. 20 yeah. years, yeah. you know. He, he's, he's made a career out of it, and I think he's just burnt out. I think to, they need an injection of fresh blood, as in writers get different and other people in there. Oh, definitely. Uh, Red Dwarf at his height was the earlier years. Yeah. The first four or five seasons, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Four... Rob Grant left. That's not to say that Rob Grant necessarily the best of the two. I think no. together, no. together, they play better yeah. than yes. their individual yeah. selves. I I think there was a certain dip in quality when he left, simply yeah. because they were probably bouncing off each exactly. other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Reading the Red Dwarf books, I found Back to Earth very reminiscent of the books. I thought yeah. it was more mature than yeah. some of the early Red Dwarf. But, I mean, the whole um, putting the flowers down for Kachansky, yeah. mm-hmm. what they'd attempted with the Blade Runner, it yeah. reminded mm-hmm. me of the um, where they in the book where they were talking about Better Than Life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I still don't think it worked as a, as a piece of comedy. I must admit, I mean, there were quite a few uh, Dave Listerys in, in there, whereas um, where he's talking about um, sort of sneezing through a sieve to do yeah. the ironing. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. there were moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something. And so- the um, the final the final part where, <laughs> sorry, I'm laughing now. He was describing <laughs> how there was no loo paper in the toilet, yeah. and he figured out that you must have to dry your bum on the hand dryer, and you <laughs> yeah. had to jump up mm, and down because it. it was so high. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny how no one would talk to him. And <laughs> the mental image of Craig Charles doing that did have me mm. chuckling. Yeah. But there wasn't enough of that. 
there was also a couple of uh, annoying parts to me uh, yeah. for me the fact that Kotransky died the fact that they're return- referring to something that everyone else was referring to as season 9 yeah. didn't it stop after season 8 it did yeah. the mm, point yeah. is they couldn't really continue from where they'd left it off I know I know uh, when, when it first started I assumed they had drawn a line under what is it season 6 and was ignoring the loss of Red Dwarf and the discovery of Kachansky. Yeah. I thought they were sort of drawing a line no. there, and re- that, that was the impression I was given on the first episode. Oh, really? And Yeah, I can accept really? that. Okay, we've drawn a line under yeah. that. Uh, one thing that did puzzle me was, um, in Back to Earth, I mean, why was um, you know, Rimmer, why was he a hologram again? Mm, exactly. Yeah, yeah. because, um, oh, I was okay. saying, in the very last, well, he was, yeah. a, he was oh, a human. Oh, was he? The last couple of seasons I watched the, once, and yeah. I haven't yeah. rewatched them. Mm. The last season, they, in the break, resurrected, they? They, they resurrected the entire crew, and they yeah. were all mm. human. Again, yeah. Yeah. all alive, and they were in. As you said, they were in the brig. See, I'm with you. I thought they had just ignored that last yeah. couple of seasons because yeah. I couldn't work out who. Um, when he took the flowers to Kachansky's uh, memorial, yeah. who mm. was the other guy in the picture? Yeah. There was a whole the range of photographs. Diddy. He was the old production designer who died a few years back. Oh right, right. But I assumed it was they were just memorials the the to the rest of the crew. Yeah, I think that, they were meant to be. Yeah. 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 But the point is, obviously, they'd all aged ten years. Mm, oh so yeah, yeah. It, yeah. They couldn't just continue from where it was. No, I, Plus, I, it is in a position where it wasn't really classic Red Dwarf where it I, ended off. I acknowledge. I acknowledge that the impression I was given, certainly with the tombstone. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. It looked to me as if they'd drawn a line under season five and said, right, this is where we're starting again, mm. and just put up the thing nine years later. Oh, okay. That, that was mm. the impression that I was given. And then, as I said in the second episode, they were referring to season nine. Yeah. And I'm going, what season nine? You know, <laughs> what, what, what have I missed? Have yeah, I missed that, some? That did catch us all a little bit flat footed, that did. Yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. Just uh, a shorthand to say mm. everything has basically been reset. You don't get to see it, but it doesn't matter much. Mm. This is classic Red Dwarf again. Mm, And the first episode, I thought, was getting back to kind of first two or three seasons. On the production values, I thought it looked very slick. It looked good. It It looked very slick. And you had the old incidental music. Yes. The old Red Dwarf incidental music. Yeah, Yeah. the shortened Red Dwarf. Yeah, the old Red Dwarf back again. Mm -hmm. The Scutters back again. (laughs) The cat acting more like the original cat. cat. Mm -hmm. Yes. Landing Mm -hmm. on his feet when they come out of the telly. That was rather good. Yeah. (laughs) So I thought it was a good idea from two reset it like that. And Mm, they only had three episodes of 25 minutes they couldn't possibly resolve and get to that position the whole reason for the uh, homage to uh, Blade Runner is because uh, Craig Charles was he was quoted as saying he wanted his Blade Runner moment oh really Mm, yeah so I mean that is why they were emulating some of the scenes like the uh, clone factory and the uh, being shot say run through all these panes of glass cat making the little origami Mm, that's right that that whole Blade Runner thing I think that annoyed me which took away an awful lot of the, adju- yeah, I've the got enjoyment. To admit, it, it was nice little homages, I'll acknowledge that, but it did seem shoehorned in. didn't really seem to fit with everything else that was going on. It was too mind. blatant, yeah. mm. I think. Yeah. I mean, I too think, much of it. I mean, I can see what you mean, but I think it is. I mean, they're trying to make the typical fish-out-of-water scenario. I mean, all the four characters from three million years in the future coming back to 21st century Earth. I mean, OK, I mean, that may jar with some people, or they're again sort of with uh, newer viewers of the show. I mean, they may they may enjoy it. They've that's, done it before. They've come mm. back to modern day yeah. well, that's several it. times. Mm. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah, recent but past. It didn't... I like the postmodern idea Mm -hmm. i.e. that the fictional characters come to life in the real world yeah but i just think it was very poorly mismanaged and mishandled really it didn't didn't gel properly i mean the perfect way to to, the 
the best way I've seen this done, and the perfect way to have done it, was the um, Eerie Indiana. The okay. end of the original run of Eerie Indiana. The show was being cancelled, and it was taken off the air. So suddenly, the kid wakes up in a film set, in a studio set, where his parents are actors acting around him, and he's somehow been okay. shunted into a side mm. reality, yeah. <clears throat> trying to uh, convince the right show's writers and directors to continue the show going. But again, as, as uh, fake Keith mentioned, it just seems to be more more the way it was done was more fan fiction than mm. a proper mm. tv production yeah, mm. go, going back to the blade runner theme it was very much along the along the lines of the film the creations in search of their creators so to yeah. speak i mean because who did they meet up with first first person they meet is the guy in the comic shop the guy in the thing. comic shop mm, yeah as i said seemed very underwhelmed to have these actors mm-hmm. in his comic shop <laughs> <laughs> He was clearly mad, though. Oh, yeah. Even mm, so, yeah. you know, yeah, it's too... Re- you know, that, that's the whole point. They're too ready to believe that they're the character rather than the actor. But, of course, we know in the end none of it is real anyway. It's oh, only their imagination. Well, that's it, yeah. yeah, but... Yeah, but the, uh, that's the whole point. the second episode more palatable, perhaps there should have been some, some hint, because I really had lost the will to live by the end of the second episode, and it ruins the I whole mean, thing for me. The reaction of the comic book guy did seem realistic enough if we're meant to believe this is the real world. So what, if, if you're saying if you worked in a comic shop and Craig Charles, Chris Barry, Danny John Jules and Robert mm. Llewellyn walked in, you'd be a little more I'd be a little bit more God's than up, he was. Yeah, but I'll try to get their autograph. <laughs> Especially if they came in in costume. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but you got, you got to realise the whole thing was a fantasy produced yeah. by the Elations Yeah, the whole thing was a fantasy, but the way it is projected to the viewer at that point in time this is reality. Yeah, I mean, I think that was to keep uh, keep people guessing, though. I mean, okay, so maybe, maybe not. It, I mean, yeah. it may be, maybe it just didn't gel with me. Mm-hmm. Out, of, out of all those um, real world moments, I thought Craig Charles being himself was the funniest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When he's he's sitting in the uh, sitting in the pub, learning his lines, mm, and finishes her, yeah. finishes off with the um, with the line, "I think I need to go back to the priory." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah rather that. brave <laughs> and also rather funny, <laughs> and rather real life. I think. Mm, as well. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but no, I think the audience figures show that an awful lot of people lost heart with it yeah. after the second episode and just didn't wait around for the for the kicker. Well, I was certainly disappointed with, with the direction it was taking at the end of the second episode, but mm. I did kind of have an idea before the third episode that it would be something to do with the squid. It would yeah. be a despair squid sort of scenario. Mm. As, this is the problem having to, to split it into three, though. They shouldn't have done that. No, a, mm. a couple of people have said they've watched the whole thing back to back and it makes so much better... Viewing, Pro- probably yeah. just to watch it. One and the cliffhangers the other. weren't even cliffhangers. It no, just stopped. They just abruptly. ended. Yeah. you know, run that, out of that time. Is, that I think is another problem. Was the advertisement break? Yeah, that's oh, the, yeah. The, the, it. Just yeah. stopped. They jarred. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, it broke up the action. Mm. You know, I think in, in my opinion, it's one of those exercises that I really don't think should have been done unless oh, yeah. it was, for example comic relief because it's one of those programs where it ended when it ended yeah. and it was always going to be a disappointment I mean I think it fulfilled its purpose I mean it didn't really put an end to the series as such no. I mean hopefully and I will say sort of, you know, sort of saying this sort of rapping very loudly on wood that it will pave the way for a new series of Red Dwarf produced yeah. by the BBC. I don't know about the BBC, but Dave might go for another mm-hmm. maybe short series. I don't know. Mm. Mm. But that, I could, think... that could be interesting, a, seri- a whole series rather than yeah. three th- very rushed episodes. This special would have worked better as a long special. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It will work better on the DVD, I'm sure, because mm-hmm. they have extra... So- 
chopped out. And maybe that's how they should have released it. I agree. Because I think the viewing figures would have stayed healthy. Yeah. Overall, I was. I didn't think it was great, but I thought it was quite good. I mm. yeah, quite I enjoyed agree. it. I mean, I mean, I'll agree. I mean, it's a grower. I mean, you have to watch it a couple of times to fully <laughs> understand it. I mean, I'd have to watch it again in a couple of months' time. Looking at it with new eyes, I'd probably think, yeah, it's not actually so bad. But yeah. they repeated it ad infinitum over the Easter weekend, and I just got more and more annoyed with it. It was quite clever, but I think perhaps not as witty as it should have yeah. been. Yeah, I'd like to see them back. Yeah. Mm, yes. Okay, so thumbs up or thumbs down? I've got to be a thumbs down, I'm sorry. Me too. I was I was very disappointed. Thumbs up from El Presidente. Thumbs, thumbs up from me. Uh, very disappointed. All right, it comes down to arm wrestling. Okay, right. <laughs> Take them on. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Do you both. Has it been shown in the States? I don't know. It's only coming out from DVD in the States and everywhere else where the old DVDs were released. It's worth buying just for completism's sake. I think it's got a lot of extras on there. I'd love it if they put a laughter track on. (laughs) It'd be interesting to Mm. see it with a laughter track. Might help. I'll give you that. It's not used to seeing it without a laughter track. Even Mm. if it doesn't really make you laugh along with it, it just is part of Red Dwarf, and it being missing did feel a bit jarring. So that was four guys stranded in a spaceship, mm-hmm. right. which leads us on to one guy stranded. stranded in an escape pod. El Presidente with his escape pod discs. stuck in this escape pod you are mm-hmm. yes. yep. yeah. just you yourself and you okay with apparently a broadband connection yes <laughs> but I'm going to ignore that I think that's cheating I'll well, say that now <laughs> it's to send out emergency distress signals it is yeah help, yeah. Me, on, help me on Facebook and Twitter you see <laughs> let's see then for DVDs mm-hmm. should I have I don't know if he's ignoring the broadband I'm taking mm. his telly away oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh you cruel person you see broadband it seems like cheating why World of Warcraft well, well, Let's they're communicating with real people. <laughs> you might as well just be in a basement in America. <laughs> Because the world's exploding outside, there's no atmosphere, you know. It's like being in a basement in America. (laughs) Go on then, you can have your telly back. So DVDs, keep me going for a while, Mm -hmm. a long while Until you're rescued, yes. So I think the complete Babylon 5. (laughs) (laughs) All five seasons, Mm -hmm. Crusade, all the the films. Isn't that a bit risky though? Why is that? Because the very last episode of that is so depressing, you want to die. And you're stuck (laughs) in an escape pod and all you need to do Mm. is open the door and you're gone well true very dangerous yeah, go for a walk outside yeah. that one until I'm rescued uh, CDs yep I think I'd have to go for the best of John Williams oh. as in Star Wars oh. Seem appropriate in a spinning uh, mm-hmm. escape yep. pod like yeah, that. Yes. Yep. A game, a computer game of some kind. That doesn't use broadband. <laughs> I don't think it's going to use broadband not, because I'm going to go for a game that doesn't exist yet. Oh. Oh. It's cheating! But it's in development, so okay. by the time I'm in this escape pod, far in the future, yeah. it yeah. will yeah. exist. Yeah. And it's got to be Elite 4. Oh. Elite 4? Yeah. I haven't seen Elite 1 to 3 yet. You haven't played Elite? <laughs> no. Doesn't that need broadband, though, Elite? I don't That's know. 
<laughs> the original three didn't. But I want a world which is massive. I can spend literally years in Warcraft. But I can't do Warcraft because then that's real pe- there's real people in there. You don't have to talk to anyone. <laughs> it's got to be... All they do is call you dude when you're a girl. So. A dude. And you realise that's a naff name for a, a, a death, death knight. knight. Yeah. <laughs> Elite Four, a massive world. I can go and make my fortune in the virtual world. Yeah, some rule over it, yes. Yeah. But if we're so far in the future, surely Elite 9 would be out by then. <laughs> oh, maybe. That'd be even better, I'm sure. <laughs> Tempted me now. I want to try Elite. And likewise books. I need something to keep me busy for a while. There's something I can really delve into, give my uh, my brain a bit of exercise. The complete works of J.R. Tolkien. Oh, that keeps you going. Yeah, yeah. See, that's another thing. If you spend too much time on it, it makes you lose the will to live. (laughs) He doesn't want to get rescued, does he? I think the more you read it, the more you'll see in it, the more it will all make sense to me. It doesn't at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) It's not meant to make sense, isn't it? No. And I'm going to have a luxury. Oh, this is not fair. I didn't have a luxury. Because on the original that we're um, somewhat uh, taking off, they have a luxury at the end. Ah, You can have your luxury next time. Okay. can throw in a luxury net for next time. <laughs> and I'm going to have a complete Linux distribution, including all the development tools, so I can sit there and write me a little program for my own games. <laughs> Whatever. What do you need Elite 4 for, then? That is the pinnacle of gaming. I can't hope to come up to that. Yeah, but you might be drifting forever. You sh- I'm sure you'll manage. No, it take man centuries to create something like that. It took man centuries no, no. to create uh, Elite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Elite four, probably. <laughs> oh, Lord. So you're going to be uber geek in an escape pod. Yeah. Reading The Hobbit. Yeah. Writing computer games on Linux. And playing crying over four. sleeping in the light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to John Williams. You better hope your oxygen runs out quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nasty. Excellent choices, El Presidente. I think so. Next time we will hear from Crumbly. Wave. Why did you wave? <laughs> I don't know, I just did. Crumbly waved. <laughs> Everyone wave back. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> you know who we haven't waved at? Who? Oh, yes. Oh, no. Head of the Pertwee. Pertwee. Hello, Hello, Head of Pertwee. He didn't wave. That's most rude. He flared his nostrils. Yeah. He did. Waggled his tongue a bit. He, like yeah, he waved yes, his he's tongue got at us. Stop doing that. He's smiling Ooh. benevolently, benevolently Benevolent. down on El President. We're going to have to find a word we can all pronounce. <laughs> Okay, so we've been floating in our escape pod. Yep. El Presidente's boring the pants off everybody else in the escape pod. <laughs> the rest of us can talk about... Mm, Doctor Who? Yeah! No. No, let's not do that this time. Oh. All right. <sighs> One man in a London bus. Now, for the first time in such a long time, such many, a very, many months. very long time. Since Christmas. Uh, yeah. Christmas. Mm, yes. We've had a new episode to watch. But because Keith, real Keith can't be sensible, he's not allowed to talk about it. No. I think he's just wet himself. <laughs> not again. Yeah. OK, come on, real Keith. Tell us about Planet of the Dead. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just that I enjoyed it. Yes, I know. I thought it was good. 
strong. It was very good. Now, um, Planet of the Dead. It's the second of, what is it, the five specials? The first of the four. Oh, the first of mm-hmm. the four, then. Okay. <laughs> Don't count the Christmas one. Don't count the Christmas one. Right. That was called the end of the last batch. Uh, it starts off round about Easter, funnily enough, with uh, uh-huh. a cat burglar, a la um, Pink Panther. Cat burglar <laughs> stealing a gold cup. I thought it was more Mission Impossible. Well, it could have been Mission yeah, Impossible, yeah. but yeah, yeah. But no Tom Cruise. No Tom Cruise, thankfully. <laughs> yeah. No Scientology. Because, what is it, David Tennant kissing Tom Cruise, that doesn't fit in my head. <laughs> no. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's in my head now, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> All tongues. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cruise is standing on a box. Yeah. yeah. 22 oh, boxes. In, st- yeah. in stack heels. <laughs> With a well-thumbed copy of Dianetics in his hand. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost myself. Hang on. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> well, are we? Oh, yes. Uh, starts off with uh, um, a robbery from the natural, National History Museum. Mm-hmm. International yes. Gallery. So, International yes. Gallery, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, to which a golden cup is being nicked. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thief, a rather comely young lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> played by Michelle Ryan. Play, mm-hmm. Played with a plum by Michelle with Ryan. With a plum. With a plum. A plum. I mean, she, she's added posh voice to mm. her repertory. She can now do Cockney, American and posh voice. What more does a girl need? Exactly. I mean, that's all the dominate did not. That's all the denominations. Well done. Uh, okay. I said it. That was a big word. <laughs> I practice. I practice in front of the mirror. Uh, her partner in crime gets nicked by the Rosers. Mm, that's yes. the last you see of him. That's the last. Yeah. Yeah. bit yep. you ever First seen. and last time you see him. Yeah, yeah. She was really cut up about it as well, mm. wasn't oh, she? So, so to escape, she legs it aboard one handy London bus. Mm. She's mm. got to be the worst cat burglar in the world. Not only does she get caught, but she tries to escape by getting on a bus. Well, at the same time, what is obviously a nutter, gets on the bus at the same time with yep. her. Uh, which is the Doctor who has got this little gizmo. Mm, yes. With a spinning With disc. a spinny thing. Yep. I, I want to point out, I'll come back to that, but the little gizmo that is tracking holes in the sub-ether. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not nearly as important as what he had in his other hand. Oh, the Easter egg. Easter egg, Easter egg. <laughs> Easter egg yes. Can I, can I make a point of order? Yeah. London buses, you can either pay with cash... Or you can use something called an oyster card. Yep. You, you yes. whap your oyster card against Slap. the reader, yep. it beeps, yeah. and on you get. It takes money off your oyster card. The doctor obviously uses the psychic paper. Yep. Yep. How does that work? Uh, How magic. does the machine I, know? I, I don't know, but unfortunately they've already done a precedent for this. I know they Doomsday. did it with the, in Doomsday with the yeah, door. Yeah. Doors are psychic. I know. Doors <laughs> don't have minds. How can they be affected by psychic paper? I don't it, understand. It goes on to, what is it, Arthur C. One of the Clark's Law? I don't know. Arthur C. Clark predicted psychic paper. No, no. <laughs> Clark's Law. God, he was brilliant. <laughs> Arthur C. Clark says that any sufficiently advanced science will be indistinguishable... Ind- I can't pronounce Indistinguishable it. from Thank magic. Indis- indis- I can't even <laughs> say that! Oh, my God, I'm going to die! Indistinguishable from magic. I suppose, I suppose if you go back far enough, 
electric light switches yes. Mm, yes. been yeah. the stuff of voodoo. All yeah. right, fair enough. I'll try but, not to be so confused. But <laughs> it, it does. It, it niggles me. It it's does, a, just a yeah. just a catch catch out phrase. Mm. You know. He sits down next to he our sits, lady Christina. He sits down next to Lady Christina, the cat burglar, with, the, with these little whips Officer out his Easter egg. Officer Easter egg, and whips out his little gizmo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got to remember this is a London bus. Yeah. Yeah. all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What I like about this, it harks back to the old uh, third doctor, fourth doctor. Inventing stuff. Inventing, mm. cobbling together three or four different pieces to produce a sixth device that works so if you hit it. The Doctor does MacGyver, yeah. but yeah. at the next level. Yeah, he, he, admittedly this time, with this and with Partners in Crime, it's done off screen, so you mm. can't see him building it, but you still get the, the idea of something that is cobbled together oh, yeah. Yeah, very higgledy mm. out of someone's stereo and computer. It looks <laughs> as if it should be a tricorder, but it's naked. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's the inner workings rather than the smooth Star Trek stuff. With the little dish that went round. Eventually. Mm. <laughs> Eventually, <laughs> yeah. It's not really very clear what he intended to do when he found no. the rift. No, he just no. seemed to be looking, didn't he? Yeah. Well, as I think as a, there's a line in the script that he was expecting it to be pinpoint size. Yeah. As we find out, it turned out to be bus size. Bus mm, size. Yes. Yeah. Now, I, I have a problem here. Yeah, I had a problem at the time. Yeah, you did. But yeah, you did. I kept stum because real Keith doesn't like talking during Doctor Who. The red bus went through this tunnel. Yep. The anomaly took yep. up the whole width of this tunnel. Bus yep. disappears into anomaly, vanishes. Anomaly does wobbly effect. At the other end of the tunnel is mm-hmm. a whole load of policemen. Yep. Pursuing the bus are some more policemen. Mm-hmm. How did those policemen get to the other side <clears throat> of the tunnel without going through the anomaly? Don't know. I did wonder mm. myself. Go on, real Keith. The As mentioned in the script, the anomaly... Right. was growing. Mm, yes. So at the point in time that the bus went through, it was only <clears> bus, <throat> bus size. size. So you're, but they would have screeched till we saw them come to a halt because he said he was still in the tunnel and he was saying the equivalent of it just vanished. Oh, my God, the, the bus is gone. And they'd stopped. So the anomaly will have grown even more by the time Maybe. they set off again. But we didn't know what speed it was growing. When the bus uh, driver walked through, which was after the copper had got to the other mm. end of the tunnel, then it was tunnel size because the whole thing went... But you can't see it until mm-hmm. you're in it, so why on earth would they have risked going through it? He was lucky. <laughs> I win. <laughs> but more than that, when they disappear, they're right in the middle of the tunnel somewhere. But when you next see it... It's right at the end. On the end. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You see, it was growing exponentially overly, you see, so so the centre bit was moving out as well. But then, if it's really ten (laughs) miles high, it's going to be ten miles wide. That's what I thought. So, you know, why didn't London vanish? Loads of people would have gone through it. It's one of a few pointers that I noticed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It didn't distract. For me, it didn't distract, but it is a pointer. Meanwhile, the bus... Oh, yes, the the bus. The bus has gone through the tunnel to Dubai. No, no, no. Sorry, to, to an alien desert, planet. Desert planet. <laughs> Dubai. Alien, alien. Da- I did like the, the Dubai location Oh, shots. so did I. Wasn't I that was, sand I, I, I don't know what it was like in El Presidente's high-definition oh. view screen. It looked really good. The uh, long shot they the did. The long shot. Very reminiscent of Titanic. Yes. When you had um, the Titanic sending up um, emergency flares in the middle of the Atlantic, you get this very long shot that shows you just how hopeless the whole situation is. They did the equivalent. They just pulled back away from the bus and, ah, oh, yeah, it's so brilliant, you, nothing but sand yeah, and you've sky. You've got this, this small red speck Tiny of the bus. Tiny little 
in a giant whole desert. Whole desert, yeah. right. On the bus, yeah. as well as um, the Doctor and Lady Christina, mm-hmm. we had an elderly couple. Yes. The wife of which... Could hear voices. She could hear whispering. Yes. Lots of voices. Mm, yes. It's just the sort of person you need to be stuck with. We had a young guy who'd just been made redundant, yep. a guy who was on his way to chat up a girl to mm, see if she'd yep. be his girlfriend, um, middle aged woman. Oh, was there anyone else? I think that was it, wasn't it? Mm, yeah. There was a driver. And the bus driver. And the bus driver. It came uh, to a rather messy end. Yeah. I noticed with bus drivers, the captain going down with his ship doesn't apply to bus drivers. <laughs> yeah. no. I'm he was the first to run away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also thought the um, this was a complete happy accident, but uh, the damage to the bus. Yeah, it made it look realistic. It, it, it give you the em- emphasis that the actual wormhole travel was dangerous. Yeah. yeah, it couldn't be done easily. I mean, if they'd have come with a, a pristine bus the other side, it wouldn't have been so effective. It would, yeah, it would not have been so effective. For those who don't know, when the, the bus had to be transported by ship to Dubai, and when they were unloading it, a great big container was being unloaded and container. managed to nearly knock the slice the entire top <laughs> half of the uh, of the bus and they did a very good repair job if they you look did. at the before and after oh, yeah. images uh, so on the um, the confidential mm. the bus was a write off it was mangled it did look as if a building had fallen on <laughs> yeah. it um, but they ended up just making it look badly damaged yeah, yeah. but it was still recognisable as a bus yeah was anybody up there um, in the story well I did the, wonder the, that at first because one of the guys came the down guy, the stairs one of the guys sort of staggered down the stairs during the transport oh I so see. what's you, happening yeah you get the idea that he thought it was better down below seems he was right <laughs> yes mm, yeah. but why wasn't the bus damaged on the way back they were going against the stream on the way up <laughs> right <laughs> no <laughs> anti-gravity protected yeah <laughs> yes yes the anti-gravity protected anyway the doctor and lady christina decide to have a look around because um there's a sandstorm on the, the horizon they, they notice a sand, be, uh, which appears to be a sandstorm which appears to be a glinting sandstorm which was very mm. very nice very picturesque mm. and um the the uh, lady said that there was something out there coming for them Mm-hmm. Yep. And that introduced also the resident monster because they were seen on the, they were being observed on, on a the monitor mm. on yeah. a monitor oh, yes. by, by yeah. hooked hands. Now basically, we're talking fly men here. The tritivores. For those who, people who haven't seen it and who are cursing because we've sport everything more than well, yeah. tough. They basically picture Jeff Goldblum in the fly, Poor put after. him in a boiler suit. <laughs> <laughs> First, I didn't think much of the boiler suit, but then if you think that these guys ran a ship which for some reason had also crashed on the planet mm-hmm. yeah what else would you wear if you're going to be a mechanic yeah you got the idea that they were um just traders they weren't yeah they were nothing special no no it wasn't wasn't something like a star fleet or whatever they were merchant traders yeah if, if anything they weren't even that they were gar- garbage men yeah yeah well, for want of a better term sewage workers yeah because we all know what flies like eating oh, yes yes yes, yeah. yes. Mm. I did like them because they were just jobbing workmen. They yeah. weren't there mm. to dominate the cosmos. Oh, they yeah, weren't they there to take over. to be passing and crash. They, they were civilians in the wrong place at the wrong time. I also like the fact that, that as the TARDIS wasn't there, we couldn't understand yes. them. Yes, yeah. Mm. yeah. They, they talked own... fly talk. Yeah, yeah, it was a case of... 
Yeah, their own, their own sort of language, yeah. which fortunately the doctor understood. Well, he understands yeah. everything. But he was translating for everyone else. And of course, the sandstorm we mentioned. Yes. Mm. It's not a sandstorm. No. Tell us what was in the sandstorm, Crumbly. Uh, basically, they look like giant uh, stingrays, metallic stingrays. The planet where the doctor and uh, all his cohorts land on, it was previously the world that the fly creatures were going to, you know, going to to pick up their cargo load of, you know what. It was from, from the uh, video pictures was all mm. a thriving a thriving civilization that got destroyed by these ravening locust-like metallic stingray creatures. The stingrays have caused the fly people's ship to crash because mm-hmm. yeah. they basically got into the engine. No, they they got, flew into the engine. It's yeah. yeah. like a pigeon would on, a, on an aircraft. Mm. Yeah. What was this about a crystal? I didn't understand why this crystal was at the bottom of the gravity well. You, you, it was sort of like the crystal was suspended in the gravity clamps mm. that yeah. floated in the ah, gravity and then well, when it crashed. and when they crashed, and the the uh, stingrays went through the engine, it just knocked everything out of the whack, cut the power, and the crystal and the gravity housing dropped mm. to the bottom of the shaft. Mm. Fair enough. Well, to use a metaphor, the uh, stingray creature was like a bull in a china shop, yeah. just yeah. thrashing around. Huh. So while the doctor and fly men mm-hmm. are scuttling off to try and find a, a way to get to this, yep. Lady Christina does a Mission Impossible mm, act yes. again. Yeah. Rucksack, which happens to have a wind. Rucksack would seem to have everything in it. She was very, yeah, very yeah, yeah. ace like. Yeah, yeah you know, with, with everything in the, in the rucksack. Trans dimensional rucksack, she seemed to I have. I mean, she had a shovel in it. What else? <laughs> she had that gold cup in it mm. that yeah. she'd yeah. stolen. Yeah. And this was a small rucksack. Yeah. <laughs> was she really Mary Poppins, do you think? <laughs> could have been. Well, Mary Poppins was a time lord. Oh, yeah, for time lady. So uh, there's yeah. a dramatic scene. Lady Christina plummets down this, this gravity Ooh, well on yes. the end of her string, avoids the security Oh, yeah, the security grid. force field, yes. Yep. Finds the crystal, nearly gets eaten by a stingray, zooms back up, activates the security grid, stingray gets zapped. Isn't she clever? Oh, yes. They uh, get the gravity crystal and, with the two flies, run to leave the ship to get back to the bus. Unfortunately, the two flies get eaten by a couple of other stingrays who are mm. also crashed in the ship. Russell T. Davies said in the comment in the um, confidential that that had to happen because it was just too much trouble trying to get them back to Earth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can Very see that. Very cruel but... reason to kill a character. <laughs> so you can see if they went at the moment, with, certainly with units as its current type, they would have ended up in a lab somewhere, slowly mm. being dissected. Mm. Speaking Slice of unit, them. we've forgotten Malcolm. We have. Good old Malcolm. Lee eh? Evans. Yes. Like, like yes, many yes. people, when I saw the name Lee Evans, I thought, oh Christ, please, <laughs> we're, do- we're doing Ken Dodd again. But he was... Absolutely brilliant. Don't necessarily understand why it was a Welsh voice, but yeah. why, why, why not? Yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> why does funny. the doctor talk with a London mm. accent? Yeah, true, true. He's <coughs> got a perfectly nice Scottish accent. Mm. I mean, Lee Evans playing an eccentric scientist. Yeah, it's perfect. Mm. Mm. Uh, Called Malcolm. Malcolm, Malcolm yes. Who's d- in- Malcolm. invented his own brand of mathematics, hasn't he? Well, his certain own units of measurement. Units of measurement. Mm. Um, a certain unit of measurement is a Malcolm. One Malcolm. One hundred yeah. Malcolms is a Bernard, is a Bernard mm. after Quater maths. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. Descended slightly into slapstick towards the end but I don't really mind that no, what I with the fire and the chair and mm. things exploding <laughs> around him the thing I do mind and one of our correspondents that we're going to come to um, agrees with me what's this this hero worship that unit seems to have with the doctor not just unit but the British government as a whole you know they give him rounds of applause they say they? sickly yeah. things like mm. yes we all want to meet him well <laughs> he saved they, him how many they, times yeah. yeah but they never did before 
Well, and the then moment the trees say, yeah, yeah, but, uh, if, I, if I may say, if I may say, they never worked. They did before because at the time he was exiled to Earth. They worked with him. Yeah, but it's, the military surely they would. He he's odd. <coughs> he's not of this world. The first thing they would do is see him as a threat. Look at um, what's her name, Magumbo. Yep. Is her name Magumbo? Magumbo. Yeah. yeah. Her reaction when um, young Malcolm finds out how to close the rift. So she tells him to do it there and then before anyone else is back. That's mm. that's typical yeah, military reaction. The thing is with um, today's units, I mean their pos- their f- uh, whole philosophy is um, if it's moving, shoot it until it's dead. If it's um, if it's dead, sort of shoot it till it starts you know, starts moving. The old unit as well. <laughs> yeah. no, well, five rounds rapid. Yeah. Well, I mean certainly with the old unit, it was a case of oh we're under attack from an alien force. What do we do? Well, let's make a cup of tea and discuss it first. You get the idea. It was very cosy, but now it's being portrayed more as a hard military organization. Mm. Which is why I don't understand why they treat the doctor like that. If I was in the military <laughs> and he wasn't of this planet, I would treat him with suspicion the whole time, well, even though he was helping. The thing is, certainly with Magumbo, you get two sides of the coin. There is the personal characters here I worship, but then there is the military need to close the thing off. Mm. Yeah. And we don't like her because she pointed a gun at Malcolm. No, no, <laughs> I, I've got to admit, yeah, she, she's a bit of a wrong one, but... I didn't quite buy her reasoning. If she let the Doctor die, what the heck would you need to do next <laughs> time? Yeah. Exactly. They yeah. hero worship this guy, but let's sacrifice him at the drop of a hat. And I love the way the TARDIS was found in Buckingham in Palace. Palace yeah. oh, she doesn't mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, where are we? Oh, yes, they're, they're running back to the bus. Yep. With this this storm cloud getting ever closer of 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 stingrays, yes, and uh, they've risked their lives. This this crystallography unit has a huge crystal in it, which is probably very rare and very valuable. Which the doctor just throws, throws over away, his, throws mm. away because he wants does, the anti grav. Yeah, he's <laughs> after the anti grav unit, which he attaches to each wheel. That's it, and then flies the bus out of there for, oh, oh you forgot I one forgot, bit I forgot oh, the bit yeah. sorry he Include needs the bit. gold and Lady Christina at the beginning had been sh- uh, stealing I think it was the cup of Athelstan yes mm, sounds about right it's the yeah, first, right. first king yeah. of Wales first, or something given by the first king of Wales to the first king of Britain god he's memorised it already <laughs> and of course it is it is pure, pure gold, gold. Oh, yeah. Yeah. and he promises to look after it it's of no use now we've got to get out alive and she points out it's so so, so precious. It's over a thousand. So he very <laughs> carefully tips it upside down onto um, the um, steering wheel. Steering wheel. Probably crushes it. And hammers the line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And what's her, the line? Her delivery of the line, I hate you. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he uses the gold cup to cement the join between the hover unit, the anti-grav unit, and the and, bus. And the bus. Flies the bus through the, the wormhole. Yep. Also, three of the stingrays make it through. So unit does what unit does best. Yeah, so shoot them dead. And <laughs> it, it's one thing I'd like to go is, is a line from Gumbo. It's finally guns that work. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> we've had a whole plethora of aliens that guns have been, they've been completely immune to bullets. Yeah. Well, but, of course. Now, everyone assumes, and I hoped, that Lady Christina would then go for another adventure. Yep. Yep. But the doctor turns her down. Yes. 
turns out that he's just, you know, he's, he's hurt over Donner, he's hurt over Rose, he doesn't want to risk losing anyone anymore. There's a nice part, I thought, when when you had Lady Christina doing her high-wire act to get the anti-grav. I can't remember the actual line, but it's a case of, so what do you do? So I fooled you there, spaceman. How can I put it? It's not necessarily the delivery, it's the body language of Tennant. You know, I used to have a friend who called me yeah, spaceman. Mm. Yeah, But they didn't play a clip of Donner's theme. No, no, no. But it, it's still, it gives you a link back. Let's face it, if it had been Rose, they'd have had flashbacks and everything. <laughs> yeah. well, a, it gives you a link back and a justification for his decision yeah. to say no. I like the way he admitted that he stole the TARDIS. Oh, yes! I was worried that it would be considered completely non-politically yeah. correct for a hero to admit that he was a thief. For, for, for long-term fans, we've always known that he's borrowed the TARDIS on, on a, a long-term basis. basis. <laughs> yeah. yeah, But for the, for the new generation, I think that was a revelation. Yeah. And it was a bit worrying because it looked like he was going to let the um, the poor old copper yeah. actually arrest her. Nicker, yeah. But Lord he doesn't. Nicks. He doesn't. He, he does a very bad thing and <laughs> zaps open her handcuffs mm, with a sonic screwdriver. She gives, nips off in the flying double-decker bus. Yeah, gives her a, a running chance. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So somewhere out there now is a cat burglar in a flying, flying double-decker bus. bus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And of course there's the final spooky addendum with yes. the telepathic lady. Very foreboding. Oh, he will uh, knock four it's, times. Yeah, it, it, it is returning. And he it, will knock four it, times. It, it, it is returning, it is coming through the darkness, and mm. he will knock four times. So I think it's safe to assume it's not going to be a Dalek episode. So yeah. we're guessing it's the Master. I, I think um, there's a large amount of money on it being the Master, yes. Maybe, maybe. But Tennant has said, uh, if you think you've figured out what that means... You're wrong. So overall, what, what did we think of Planet of the Dead? I thought it was very good. Uh, it had its problems. Uh, yeah. Not much really happened. Plot-wise, it was pretty pretty thin. Basic. Yeah. But it was good fun. It was a romp. Yeah. Mm. I don't oh, think yes. there was actually any subplots. No. Not it really. Was well, one, no, it was just the one plot line. <clears throat> it was just a straightforward escape story. Yeah. 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 Which, again, we've heard people complain about. But it was an Easter special. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a bit of fun. I really like the opening particularly because I like the old um, criminal bit of it at the beginning. A bit yeah. nice of Tackle Sidemen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah. looked, it looked really good. It looked, she did her own stunts. Yeah, yeah she all did her the whole stunts. thing. Particularly yeah. in high def where you get not just the visuals but uh, 5.1 audio as well. Yeah. And that really, really does sell it. It looks so much better than any previous Doctor Who. To me, it's very much a marriage of convenience. I mean, yeah, she she helped the Doctor, but yeah, not for any uh, reasons of altruism, but yeah, to save her herself as well oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's what she said she's the leader yeah. and yeah. a good leader knows how to delegate so she was just using them all to make sure she got back, back. yeah yeah, fair enough. Personally, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot better than the next Doctor. If you strip it down to its bare bones, it's basically a disaster movie. But it's a disaster movie done as Who. Voyage of the Damned was a, a disaster movie that yeah, had well, that had Who bolted to it. This was a Who story with a disaster movie bolted to it. Yeah. But yeah, I enjoyed it immensely. I really yeah. did. We want to know what you think. Mm, yes, please let us know by sending your comments, thoughts and suggestions to... Show at staggeringstories.net yeah. 
which leads us neatly on to feedback. You lovely people, you've been sending us lots of letters again. You have, bless you. Right, we've heard from a new listener who's only 14, although he's 15 in May. Oh, bless ooh. him. Right, his name is spelt Owain. I've probably pronounced it completely wrong. It's probably Clive. <laughs> and he's from North Wales. Hello. Hi. Hello. And he's given us his best and worst writers. Okay. Old Who, best writers. Can I say that this is a three-way tie because they all gave Doctor Who a first... Bob Baker and David Martin for creating the definitive tin dog <laughs> and Anthony Coburn for introducing us to the show which we all truly deeply love and if you don't you are so wrong <laughs> New Who Owain says he's not allowed to choose the vast topic <laughs> he's gone for RTD yep. we salute you for Planet of the Dead alone <laughs> and Gareth Roberts too if only for the line various clicks and squeaks from a possibly already named alien bug and the chops <laughs> Owain's given us a list of things he loves, including the head of Pertwee, oh. <laughs> Dr. Malcolm, the scientific advisor, yes. the Ood, Planet of the Deads, but he says Captain Arissa Magumbo is a two-faced moo-moo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I assume this is mm-hmm. a 14-year-old mm-hmm. slang. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. <laughs> Which could be. Love <clears throat> the podcast. Tough for now, Owain. Have fun pronouncing my name. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Clive. And we have one here from Ralph Gibbs in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hello, Hi, Ralph. Hello. He says, Dear Scooby Gang, hello again. Sunday was a great day. That morning I checked your website and discovered the newest edition of your podcast. <laughs> and later that same day I watched the Doctor Who Easter special, Planet of the Dead. <laughs> the internet is a great and wonderful place to find things you Britons try to keep to yourself. I did better next time. Damn, curses <laughs> again. I look forward to listening to your podcast tomorrow at work. I did cheat a little and listen to your listener feedback since I was hoping I would be there. And I was. <laughs> Very cool. That marked the first time I've ever ever written to anything, unless you want to count that penthouse letter I wrote when I was 12. <clears throat> Dear penthouse, I never thought it would actually happen to me, etc, etc. <laughs> On my review of Planet of the Dead, Planet of the Dead was very much a Doctor Who meets Mission Impossible meets Pitch Black meets The Fly. <laughs> See, I told you that's what we should have said. Yeah, yeah. 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 Despite all those meetings, I like the special. I'm not sure if it's because I've gone so long without seeing any Who at that. that at this point, I'd like anything, but it was enjoyable. Uh, he had just the right about of, amount of comedy and drama that I've come to expect from the show. It was nice to see Michelle Ryan again. Mm-hmm. I liked her when I first saw her here in Bionic Women. Too bad they didn't let that show develop. Although I doubt they will, I think it would be nice to see Ryan as the new companion. The Doctor has always been a sort of a wild card, adrenaline junkie type character who I think takes a lot of unnecessary chances <laughs> it would make for a lot of comedic moments to watch as he tr- has to try to rein in someone that might just be more of, adren- of an adrenaline junkie than he is and maybe teach him that being despite being a time lord he can die I also think she would match up nicely with a younger doctor the ending was nice except for the flying bus <laughs> <laughs> I guess the only way you can get a double decker bu- bus out of a desert is to fly it out the best part of the ending was when the old psychic lady spouted off her predictions Nice setup for the upcoming new season, or maybe even the next special. The one thing I didn't like, and this will be true for the last season as well, is that Earth, or at least the British government, knows about the Doctor and can constantly falls all over him, saluting him and seemingly treating him like a god. Well said. A god. I just don't see that happening. There has to be some government organisation that wants to cut him open and see what makes him tick. Torchwood. I think it would be much better storytelling if the government tried to capture him and learn his secrets because I think it will be true of what might happen. He would have to start being a bit more careful in his movements. Maybe even a few episodes where after a few close calls within the government, black suit types, he finally 
gives the finger to the earth and prayers, prepares to depart forever, only to have something at the last minute that shows that not all earthlings are total asses. Maybe they'll stop fondling him when he changes into the new doctor. <laughs> I beg your pardon. <laughs> Any word on how they're planning to do that yet? On fondling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you think it will come in in the next Christmas special? Yes. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. That's it on my doctor comments. I'll have to take a break now until after I listen to your podcast tomorrow. Insert final Jeopardy question music here. (laughs) I'm back. Did you miss me? Gosh, I'm glad you're back. We missed you. I was getting worried. As always, another great podcast. Not a lot of comments on the podcast per se, but do have some comments on some of the topics you discussed. Number one. (laughs) (laughs) The Sci-Fi or Siffy channel premiered season one, season one, episode one last Friday night, but I missed it. Being the industrious former Navy intelligence officer I used to be, I quickly downloaded the episode. I couldn't tell if you guys like Primeval overall or not, but so far I'm finding it enjoyable. I mean, who doesn't like it when a flying lizard dances to elevator music? <laughs> yes. And from what I understand in the second ep- episode, we get to see Hannah Spirit run around in her undies. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah that, that was a definite draw. Mm. Oh, yes. What's not to like? <laughs> On the very basic level, this show is a cross between Land of the Lost and Sliders. If the Slee Stacks show up, I'm clicking this off. I know you guys are on season three, so I'll try to catch up. In my next email, I'll give you my overall impressions of the first season. Two, Dollhouse. After watching the first couple of episodes, I stopped. It just got too boring, but I later read a couple of reviews from TV guys saying the show got a lot better. Yep. So I returned and I'm glad. It picked up fast. Despite this and the current ratings hike, I personally don't think they will renew the series. Fox has already said that last episode won't be aired, but will be pr- provided in the box DVD set. Not a good sign. I expect Chuck and Sarah Connor will get the axe as well. However, if Terminator Salvation does exceptionally well at the box office, which I suspect it will, Fox may try to cash in and give it one last chance. Three, sci-fi name change. Siffy, give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> Just goes to show you that sci-fi has lost its way. I remember being pretty damn excited when this channel first announced its startup, but over the years it's lost a lot of what it's supposed to be. I mean, really, wrestling? And what about those stupid ghost hunter shows? Come on! Those guys throughout the show go around sort of yelling random comments. What was that? Did you see that? I just saw something. What touched me? <laughs> <laughs> My girlfriend yells that kind of stuff when we go to bed. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't mean it needs to be on the sci-fi channel. <laughs> oh well, better get off my soapbox or I'll have another seven pages to write. Take care until next time. Keep podcasting. Ralph Gibbs, Charlotte, North Carolina. Thanks, Thank Ralph. you. Thank, Thank you very you. much. And thanks, Ralph's girlfriend. Yeah. We've heard from Wynn. Hello, Hello Wynn. Wynn. Says, dear team. Team. You've all done moderately well. <laughs> Bromide's been put in the tea, so I'm ready and able to provide feedback. Best writer, old who? Robert Holmes. Mm-hmm. After a shaky start, he quickly became the mainstay of the old writers and the one who could be relied upon to come up with both the most memorable episodes but also the most funny and most scary. An old series, Vast Toffee MN, if you will. Mm. Just downloaded and watched The Sunmakers from the first time for the first time from iTunes. It had me laughing all the way through. Worst writer, old who? Pip and Jane Baker. Yeah. Mark of the Rani was a good story, but I other output from these two were just dire. They really don't come across any better in interviews either. Notable second place to Christopher H. Bidmead. Didn't like Logopolis, dull, and Castrovalva was pointlessly complicated. Worst writer knew who? Matthew Graham, <laughs> the chap who wrote Fear Her. Yeah. Moffat was right when he identified that people, kids particularly, don't really like to see kids in their favourite TV shows. It was a weak story with a weak premise. 
Only some great performances raised it above the unwatchable. Thank Bod Rusty was given the go-ahead to bring back Doctor Who and not Graham. <laughs> Best writer knew who. Even when including Moffat, I'd still go for Rusty. Yes, Moffat has written the most memorable episodes, but these have been just one or two episodes per year. Rusty has written at least five per year on his Todd. And when you add the number of page one rewrites you must have done, then his output has been staggering. I don't think there's been a clunker amongst them. Yes, I'm in the Love and Monsters program. <laughs> I expect to see Lord Davies of Mumbles with the New Year's Honours list is read out at the end of the year. Hasn't he already been um, honoured? He has. He's an OBE, isn't he? Old battered and edible. Yep. <laughs> Just to quickly throw my tuppence worth in about Planet of the Dead. Loved it. No, it wasn't the best ever, but few episodes are. Yep. But it was a cracking romp of a story and Definitely. certainly didn't feel like an hour. Yes, there were some areas for improvement, but for me this was just a symptom of the rush to get it out for Easter. A few more weeks on the, on the CGI would have made the bus a lot more convincing. At the end of the day, though, I really enjoyed it. And as Rusty pointed out, it was Tennant's last hurrah before it starts getting dark. Keep up the adequate work. Naughty love and thoughts to fake Keith. Bye. <laughs> God be with you, Win. Thank right. you very much, Win. And now just for Win, because he whinged, we have this week's subliminal message. That was this week's subliminal message. Any more feedback, El Presidente? One from Eric. Hello, Eric. Hello, Eric. Hello, Eric. Dear Head of Pertwee and others. <laughs> Another excellent show. I address my letter to the Head of Pertwee because without Pertwee, none of us would be here, as it were. So let's give him some props. On to your announcement, you may do an episode of St- on Star Wars. Star Wars? Didn't we say Star Trek? I'm a huge Doctor Who fan including the spin-offs love Buffy the spin-offs not so much enjoy a few other things here and there but cannot stand Star Wars well it's a good job we said Star Trek (laughs) (laughs) it's amazingly simplistic and not really worth discussing unless one merely wants to sink to the lowest levels of pedantry (laughs) (laughs) I think we should review Star Wars just to annoy him Mm. probably should anywho I just hope that if you do go Star Wars you do it briefly and in passing so as not to make me cry (laughs) in place of oodles of Star Wars how would the group feel about doing some commentaries on some of the dreadfully wonderful classic episodes Mystery Science Theatre 3000 style presumably means Doctor Who here other podcasts do it but I think your dynamic would suit itself both to staying relatively on topic and making all of us laugh like insane little idiots you could start with Black Orchid and then move on to Time Flight both of which are on DVD think about it won't you as for the writers I think you covered the highs and lows pretty well I especially like the idea of Russell T Davies being both the best and worst (laughs) thank you keep up the excellent work I really enjoy hearing your opinions and chat especially on this side of the Atlantic where who fandom is actually less prevalent when people who dress up like stormtroopers in public <laughs> heaven forbid love to hear what you thought of Plans of the Dead I think he is the master and it is Gallifrey it better not be that rubbish cyber king yours Eric in Alexandria thank you Eric thank oh, you Eric. thank you yes thank you I've also heard from Joshua in Sacramento hello, hello California. Joshua Joshua says greetings head of Pertwee and the rest <laughs> this, is, this is getting oh, yes mm. bravo on several fine episodes I've meant to write after to everyone but 
life. So Planet of the Dead, hmm, better than the Christmas special, I thought, but not all that I hoped. I was very happy with the alien planet, very Mm -hmm. convincing and atmospheric. Mm -hmm. Dubai did the job nicely. Mm -hmm. The Tritivores masks were very impressive, but from there on down, (laughs) overalls and foam gloves, (laughs) and boy, they were thick. Huge creatures about to eat me, gun in hand, plenty of running room, what shall I do? Not shoot or run away, that's for sure. Oops. (laughs) And wasn't Lady Christina irritated? Wow, I was glad the Doctor did not take her on board the TARDIS, but was somewhat perplexed by his lack of moral indignation over her life of theft for the thrills, and I was utterly flummoxed by his decision to help her escape justice. What has happened to our Doctor? Are hormone goggles getting in the way of his better judgment and better character? I enjoyed the new segment, Escape Pod Discs, though I must admit, for the first half of the intro, I thought you were going down a very different road. It sounded very much like a page from a choose-your-own-adventure book. Um, um, In case these were never published in the UK, allow me to describe them. Uh Series of small paperback books, at the end of each page you are given two to three options for what you as the protagonist can do next. Each option refers to you to a different page number and the story continues until you win uh, win out at the end or end up dead or trapped somewhere. There are a lot more bad endings than good. They were a sort of highly structured role-playing game for kids. Allow me to suggest this other road as a new segment. <laughs> One of you begins a story, and the other three or four of the head of Pertwee feels like joining in can yeah. suggest options for us as the listeners to take. Then, based on votes, the story continues next podcast. You could call it Choose Your Own Staggering Story. What do you think? <laughs> I think people have much better ideas than we do. Well, yeah. <laughs> I must second, or is it third, the request of Ralph <clears throat> Gibbs from Charlotte and myself from an earlier email. Longer, please. I know you have lives, jobs etc so a longer show might be too challenging but I have a solution simply release an unedited version of the oh, show no, oh no no no, 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 we no. Have a bad idea we're talking lawsuits here <laughs> or lightly edited no potty language please with the stumbles deleted digressions and such that you would normally cut out save for the outtakes at the end that would surely take the running length into the two hour range thanks again for your hard work on the podcast much appreciated Joshua from Sacramento California thank Thank you, Thank you very, very much. much. Thank you. If anyone else out there would like to comment on anything we've said, anything you've seen on Della, what do you think of Planet of the Dead? Tell us you like Red Dwarf. Oh. <laughs> just don't tell us you like Red Dwarf, because we know you'd be lying. Yes. Lying yes. you would be. Either that or Adam's paid you. Yeah, that's more likely. <laughs> or yeah. threatened you. Yeah, <laughs> that's even more likely. Mm. You can get in touch with us at show... At staggeringstories.net so with much lamentation and regret that brings us to the end of another podcast aye it does in the next one more news and reviews more fun jollity and frivolity so this is me Crumbly saying I'll be seeing you au revoir goodbye oh boy (laughs) well said Listen to the Staggering Stories podcast, series one, number 44, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fake Keith, and Real Keith Dunn. Views expressed here are the speaker and don't necessarily represent those other speakers or the side. The copyright infringement is intended, and this podcast is a Fake Keith production for www.staggeringstories.net. The following 10 minutes or so is an unedited portion of our recording session, and an example of why we would never put out an unedited podcast. Enjoy. Welcome, welcome, welcome to podcast number all the fours. 44. After that rather bizarre intro. Anyway, I'm Crumbly. You wrote it. 
phone's ringing. Oh, the bat phone's ringing. Dun, 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 dun. He's run off upstairs. He has. He's bounded up. Mm. Oh, pardon me. We can talk about him we now. We can. Mm. Yeah. He didn't join in the Badumba. He didn't. He did a couple, but it was very slow and beneath very his quiet. voice. And very quiet. So we're going to have to dub him in. El Presidente doesn't sing, and he definitely no. doesn't a bombarde. No, no, no. A bombarde. A bombarde. A bombarde. A bombarde. Bombarde. That was unnecessary. Ooh, Stop it. Stop it. We'll get Win excited. Bombarde. <laughs> it's supposed to be a parody of Talking Heads. It, I, I, I can understand where <clears> you were <throat> coming from, <clears throat> yes. I just thought you was going to sort of burst into voice, you know. I'm going to change my mind. That's an Abba song. No, no. <laughs> if you change your <laughs> mind, <laughs> Brumbadi. Give me strength. Brumbadi. Shh, shh, shh. I'll have a second. I need to do something. Oh, the I work stuff. I am still free. Brumbadi. <laughs> Take a chance on me. Brumbadi. Doesn't quite go. Mm. Doesn't quite go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know you that extra day you wanted. That stopped. Oh no, it has because we stopped speaking. Mm, yeah. <laughs> la 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 la. It's going again. La 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 la. La 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 la. So beautiful. <laughs> I think they just fell off a cliff. Star constructs, they couldn't remember the days when <clears throat> BBC broadcasting used to end. No, I don't think it did. With the, Not no. since they've been born. No, no. no. Well, national, so then the national anthem. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> then, you, then you'd have the static. And then Poltergeist would say, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, white noise. <laughs> They're here. <laughs> That was Charlie says. <laughs> Mummy says not to play with matches, but Charlie says if we steal some from the shop, she'll never know. <laughs> okay. I'm bored. Do you think we can make him laugh? Thing is, then he'd have to start again. Yeah, but he doesn't understand what that means because mm. he hasn't seen it. In Fragnar's... What did you think of the sex scene? Considering oh. <laughs> it was a you, I and, thought and that was a bit much. 50 foot, 50 foot sex well, yeah. scene. I know. The use of a cucumber was put to good use there. <laughs> it's okay, I got him. <laughs> <laughs> Should we sing to him? What are we going to sing? It's best if we all sing the same thing. We could sing... We love our Presidente to the tune of God Save the Queen. Mm hmm. We love, love our Presidente. Presidente. We, no, it doesn't really stand, does it? No. We've got a smile. <laughs> a, a half smile, the, yeah. the lips pulled up yeah. at the one corner, you know. 
I'm not sure if that's uh, yes, that was funny, or yes, yes, I'm just signing your death warrant now. <gasps> I didn't think of that. Mm. Hey, Mr. Tambourine Man, stop it! Mm. <laughs> we are not going down the Shatner route. No way. Does he <laughs> sing that one? Yeah. I've How got, does it go? I've got it on my phone. Oh God, have you? Mm. He has. <coughs> oh, God. oh, oh. Oh, is that message come through? I think it probably my, has. My phone Real has just vibrated. <laughs> vibrated. <laughs> my, my phone has just vibrated. <clears throat> uh, no, sorry, I can't record here. <laughs> I sent for you. Ring me. <clears throat> Hang on. Ringing you, beloved. Come on, I've got to cut out of that now. That's better. No, wrong one. I pressed the wrong one. Oh God. You shouldn't be allowed to have anything more complicated than an abacus, should you? <laughs> Ringing you now, beloved. This is my ringtone. Uh, Mr. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my ringtone. <laughs> no! You've got the wrong ringtone! Oh, no! Do you want me to ring you again? No, because you've got the wrong ringtone. <laughs> we'll wait until you hear the end. Mm. I'm not sleepy now. Oh, and there is no place I'm going to. Welcome to my nightmare. <laughs> this is the sound of me weeping. <laughs> oh no, what, hear the end? Mm, I'm just winding it forwards. <laughs> winding it Thank forwards. Thank God. <clears throat> Seen a couple of nice looking trailers for it though. Yeah. Star Trek. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I'm quietly hopeful. Mm, I'm not sure. That is the sound of a man mm. desperately trying to revive his dead career. <laughs> Not again. No. <laughs> Is that Wayne's World? No. Oh. <laughs> or even... Oh, no! <laughs> that is the sound of real teeth are sobbing. It's Because I know what's coming. Mm. Picture yourself. <laughs> in a boat. That's not a thing. <laughs> With tangerine trees. <laughs> oh, marmalade skies. <laughs> Somebody calls <laughs> you. Answer. Bless him. <laughs> Oh, thank God. No, that's not mine. This is mine. Hold it in front of the mic. 
<laughs> Everyone at work says, what the hell's that? You know? <laughs> then I try and explain it to them and they kind of switch off and call me a geek. <laughs> mm, bad, bad horse. That was yep. bad horse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 12.35. Okay, mm. well, that's <laughs> lots of stuff for the end. Yeah. <laughs> Please, let it be. <laughs> <gasps> he did you see that one as well? The end. Oh. Let it be. No, the end. No, no that's oh. Beatles. That's oh. Beatles. I know. He doesn't do the Beatles. For <laughs> LSD, I thought that was the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was. <laughs> Rocket Man. Don't know what the Stop hell that it. was. <laughs> Packed my bias last it. night. Pre-flight. <laughs> this is the sound of Andrew Simpkins being beaten to death with the microphone stand. <laughs> or having it forcibly inserted somewhere. Certainly if he continues playing and speaking Shatner songs. Oh, that's anyway, that's Chewie. Where were we? I don't right think we even, I don't think yes. it even started. No, no, just on the intro. So, yeah. <laughs> we haven't even introduced each other. No, no, no just oh, going to no. do that. Yeah. 